Welcome to another episode of the Freethinkers Podcast, a show that believes in free speech, original thought, desire for truth. Hope everyone is having a wonderful week. We're back here with Dale Murphy. Dale, how are you today, buddy? I'm awesome, Rusty. How are you, man? Doing great. And um, I like the new format we have as far as the bounce back and forth. Um, we'll get right into it because I don't know that this is going to be a great and positive and uplifting one, but you got to hit truth sometimes. So yeah, uh, we'll do Let's that. Do so I tell you what, why don't you kick off with yours and then I'll segue into what I got. Okay. So, I mean, just so everybody knows, we have no idea what either of us are going to be talking about today. So I have no idea what, what uh, Rusty's going to be bringing up here. One of the first things I wanted to talk about though, was I saw a poll through NBC news actually um, so, you know, usually this is probably going to be skewed a little more towards the left, but it showed that um, Kamala Harris is the most disliked vice president in the history of America. Um, so, you know, I kind of thought that was uh, was a little amusing um, and, and seeing that. And then the other thing they were talking about that, though, is talking about the, um, you know, DeSantis versus Trump. And right now it's showing that uh, Trump is almost a two to one margin. I think it, my numbers were it was 51 to 22 is um, what the numbers are showing right now whenever they polled likely Republican voters um, in the primaries who they would vote for. And it's 51, 22. And, um, you know, I kind of wanted just to ask you, Rusty, what, what are your thoughts on that? What is the um, what, what do you think that the majority of the people that are backing Trump you know, are thinking there in uh, in regards to that because it was interesting too. They made a hypothetical, um, you know, uh, matchup between Trump and Biden again, and what DeSantis versus Biden. And DeSantis actually beats Biden, and Trump loses to Biden. So, mm -hmm. what what are your thoughts there? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I <laughs> I heard the the, the poll about. Um, Kamala, I call her the flatbacker, honestly, because um, literally she doesn't have any other skills besides that. And and it's true. I mean, that's how she gained access to political power. She had an affair with the mayor, Willie Brown of San Francisco, um, and she's done that several times to get where she's at. She claims she's a woman of color. Her parents are Indian and her uh, Indian and Jamaican. So she has no African-American, the true a uh, woman of color thing in there. So she, she, she plays that, that race card pretty well. And she's just probably literally of all the speeches. I mean, she's, there's just not a lot going up right here. I mean, she just is yeah. really, and, and, and that's why like she had to get out when she was running for president against Joe Biden, um, accused him of racism and all that other stuff, but she had to get out before the first before the primary even happened because her her ratings and her poll numbers were that low then so it doesn't surprise me that it's that low now as a matter of fact 60 percent as far as uh unapproval i can't even believe it's 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 not higher um right. honestly uh that's that just kind of shocks me and that just that shows people are just completely incompetent but going to the going to the trump Versus DeSantis, the only poll that matters now, because that's that's a that's a nationwide poll. The only poll that matters now is Iowa. 
because when you when you start the caucuses and the and the primaries, you start winning different states, and so you go to um, Iowa, to New Hampshire, to South Carolina, and that kind of thing. I think I don't think Trump's going to win against DeSantis in Iowa. I think right now Trump is kind of like absorbing all the the media attention because of the indictments that's going on and some of the other I mean, some of the other things that are happening with him. Um, I will say that I think the whole prosecutorial deal against him, there's obviously two tiers of justice in this. And there's, I was going to bring this as my story, but we'll probably cover this next week. But there's a lot of pressure on Joe and Hunter Biden for their uh, bribery. I mean, there's five to $10 million that legitimately is, is happening in there. And then you see the Department of Justice with Merrick Garland, they're actually bringing impeachment charges against him, the attorney general, because he's blocking a lot of things. I was listening to a podcast this morning with Ted Cruz. I'd encourage everybody to listen to that one, the verdict with Ted Cruz that came out today, because it lays out the case against that. But all that to say is I think Trump's absorbing, and 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 he's he's much more well-known on this, and I think a lot of people, um, there, there's two, there's kind of two kind of groups that I think people like with Trump. There's the cultists, that no matter what he does, they're going to go for it. But then there's the other the other side that truly believes he's going to drain the swamp. To me, I don't have any faith in that because he had four years to do it and he didn't really do anything. DeSantis was in New Hampshire yesterday and he was talking about that. He goes, I went to the border and this was something that was that Trump said he was going to fix. He didn't. Then he put Fauci in, in charge of the whole government, which I've said all the time. You give the keys of the kingdom to Fauci. Um, Trump's always saying, if I get elected, I'll declassify all the, you know, JFK thing. Well, you had four years, man. Like you had four right. years. Why not? Why not? And so, I mean, you could have burned the whole thing down, but you didn't. And so at this point, you know, DeSantis just threw his hat in the ring. There hasn't been a debate. There hasn't been, um, it's it's early on in my in my opinion. Yeah. We haven't even got to the first caucus. So to me, I think once you start having, you know, actual polling and actual head to head battles, I think it'll even out a little bit more. And again, some of these polls are just national polls that are blown out of proportion. And I mean, you go into certain parts of the the southeast. I mean, DeSantis is is definitely admired and recognized as a governor, but he's not nationally known, in my opinion, yet as right. a candidate like that gotcha makes sense yeah it was just interesting to see and you know yeah i think we, we've seen that probably in the past with you know with other candidates that may have not been as well known and then as soon as they have their opportunity to be on the big stage with whether it's in a debate you know or uh, or getting to iowa or some of those other early um, primaries, you know, where all of a sudden they bust out and then it's kind of everybody else kind of jumps on the bandwagon and goes from there. So we may, we may see a replication of that in this instance as well. So. But, and, and, but I also think that if you put head to head policy battles, DeSantis will wipe the floor with Trump because Trump was really bad on the second amendment. I mean, he basically went to the ATF and said, do whatever you want with these bump fire stocks and everything like that. That's, you know, just do whatever something because we, we have to have some kind of appeasement for the, the you know, the, the school shooting down south, which, again, that shooter was on psychotropic medication. Always said that. As a matter of fact, it was interesting. Um, RFK Jr. was on the Bill Maher show, and that's what he was talking about the other day. He said, listen, 
I'm not going to ban guns. I'm not going for guns because that's not the problem within these schools. These psychotropic medications that are just actually uh, more prevalent than ever, they cause these things. If you look at the physician's death reference in every single instance of this, it talks about homicidal tendencies, um, increased sexual appetite, uh, just acts of fits of rage. I think that's the exact term. So uh, I, I'm glad a candidate like that is actually coming out and going against these uh, drug companies that are doing this to the, to these kids because it's it's it, it's not good for their for their health and the mental health. But back to back to the policies. I mean, Trump is actually still touting the uh, the jab, and he's talking about how good he did, how he rolled it out fast, how it takes four to sorry, yeah, four to six to eight years to roll these out, and he got it done quick. There's a reason it takes four to six to eight years. You're supposed to do testing. You're supposed to go from from uh, rodents, then to ferrets, then to humans. That's and, and you're supposed to see the results. I mean, the numbers and the body count is so high at this point. It's not my opinion. Go to VARES. Look at all the articles. Look at all these athletes. It's just dropping in that kind of thing. You can't tout that. And 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 again, that's the part where the cult of Trump is going to follow him, no matter what he touts like that. But when you put him up against DeSantis one to one. On, you know, DeSantis had to go along with certain things early on. We didn't know what was going on. But I think once the layers of the onion started getting peeled and he figured it out, Florida was great. I mean, we both live here and we we knew that basically nothing was was happening in that in that case. And so, again, when you when you start, I mean, putting that kind of thing up, you know, against Trump and him handing the keys to Burks and Fauci, that's a real bad thing. Now, he was great on foreign policy. He was great on certain elements of that, but he put Council of Foreign Relations people up there. He put, you know, Bilderberg Group up there, and these are all globalist people. And he's talking about how he 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 he's the king of surrounding himself with awful people. I mean, Jared Kushner is probably one of the worst people, in my opinion, around, and he let him make a lot of policy decisions. And look at all the people that he put in cabinet positions early on and what they're saying about him now. So there's not like this big connection there. It's it's kind of almost like a bridge burning festival over there at, at, at Mar-a-Lago because there's just there's not a like a, a consensus of a base in a, in a policy movement moving forward. And, and a lot of the the money that is that Trump's raising is going to his legal defense at this point. So it's not using that money to defeat the Democrats. He's using that money for his legal defense and to go against one of the strongest Republicans around in Ron DeSantis. And so I think it, I think it goes back to ego and pride. And again, I voted for, for Trump twice. I've donated money to his campaign and he's lost me, completely lost me. And he did really, really, really good in my opinion. And I was still with him until the whole COVID thing came out, but he, he, uh, he wiped that, wiped that out. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I got on my first. So what you got? Well, we're uh, it's June 28th and we're finishing up the uh, LGBTQ Pride Month. And uh, I've I saw a video this weekend and I've always said that this is a movement that is born from the the depths and the pits of hell. It's a satanic and demonic movement. And some of this stuff just backs it up with what I say. And I think that, you know, the Bible talks about we, we have to have courage and we can't be cowardly. 
And so I want to play this video real quick because I saw this and this explains a lot. Watch this. So I don't know if you could hear that, but they were, they were chanting, we're queer, we're proud, we're coming for your children. I mean, legitimately. So they talk about this isn't a groomer, a grooming society. But I want to, I want to read this because there's an article in, in Breitbart News where there's a San Francisco gay men's chorus that they put this video out on. I didn't even want to play the video because it's, it's awful. But here's, here's the lyrics to this song, because, you know, when you call people groomers, they were actually banning people on Twitter and Facebook and that kind of thing for, for calling people groomers. Now, tell me if this isn't grooming. Here's the lyrics of this song. You think we're sinful. You fight against our rights. You say we're all, we all lead lives you can't respect, but you're just frightened. You think that we'll corrupt your kids if our agenda goes unchecked. It's funny. Just as once you're correct. We'll convert your children happens bit by bit, quietly and subtly, and you will barely notice it. You can keep him from disco, warn about San Francisco, make him wear pleated pants, we don't care, we'll convert your children, we'll make them tolerant and fair. So that's the that's the lyrics from this this song. Now when you talk about when I when I say satanic, here look at this. This is this is from the gay pride parade. Here it is. There's a shirt and it was, it's Baphomet, which is the, the satanic symbol with rainbow horns, if you're listening to this. And the shirt says, not today, Jesus, with that. Then there's a sign they're walking behind. It's a gay, it's a rainbow sign. It says, Satan loves. <laughs> now tell me that's not, I mean, they're, they're, they're coming out with this. And this is what they're doing. They're, they're putting, the, these are shirts you can buy right now online. Not today, Jesus, with a satanic Baphomet, which is a goat head skull. And it's, I mean, you, you can't, you can't deny the slippery slope. And like I've said before is they started with empathy or em empathize. So we want to empathize. We're just trying to get our rights. This is, this is all we want, this, that, and the other. Then it moves to normalize. Normalize is okay. It's in society. We're going to put it in Netflix. You're going to see people kissing. You're going to do all that other stuff. We're way, way, way past that and to demonize yeah. at this point, because if you don't go with what we're doing, if you don't stand with what we stand with, we're going to corrupt your company. We're going to get you fired. We're going to dox you. We're going to call you out. We're going to do all this other stuff. It's deception. It's, it's deceiving. And they're, they're actually showing what exactly their whole goal and their whole mission is, is it's infiltrated by satanic, demonic evil. And they're going for the kids. There's a couple clips that I was going to show. I couldn't even show it because there's gay. I mean, there's gay. Yeah, there's probably gay, but there's naked men riding bicycles with kids around the street. They're dancing in the fountains in New York City, completely naked. And kids are around there running around. And so they're trying to get these kids into this. And it's, it's, it's gross. It's disgusting. And it's, I don't know. I'm like I said, I wanted it to be a little bit more uplifting, but we have to call this out. We have to call this out. And we have to stand against it because you have Target 
that, and I'm not calling for boycotts. You have to decide where you spend your money and what you want to do. But they actually hired a Satanist to design their kids' clothes that had tuck-friendly bathing suits. Look at what he's talking about online. Look it up. Look at look it up for himself. I didn't even want to show that. I mean, it's there, there's a lot of things we don't want to talk about. We don't want to want to show, but it's uh, it's wild. But at least I mean, here's the thing. At least they're coming out and being completely open and not trying to hide behind what they're doing. I mean, they're they're full on going for the kids. They're full on just going for it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just so important, you know, as a parent just to, um, you know, just to try to help your your children understand and, um, you know, to to show to show, um, you know, what what you stand for and and why, you know, I think I think what a lot of things that are happening in whether it's universities or even even elementary schools these days is kind of like what you're talking about of where just the tolerance like in and so and I think what's happening now is a lot of the kids where they're accepting that and saying things that it's okay is because they want to be tolerant. They want to show kindness, you know, that it's a it's a bullying type thing if you're not accepting of somebody else's, um, way of life. Um, mm -hmm. and so I think that's what they're trying to, you know, like you said, it's, it's like, they're trying if, as long as they can get that, if they can get you to at least accept that and then to go, okay, you know, just be tolerant and, you know, and like these people, you know, and then all of a sudden they just try to pull you in more and more with all the advertising you're seeing with, you know, it's amazing. You know, we have Disney plus and just going through, I mean, th this month they have a whole row of pride month you know, right there on Disney plus for all the kids. I mean, there's just, just a whole mm -hmm. row of movies and TV shows. Um, and it's, it, it's just prevalent through everything you see, you read. Um, and so, so yeah, it's just, it, it's just really important to, to, to try to help your kids have something to stand on. You know, I think we talked about in a previous episode, you know, like for us, you know, that's, that's the Bible, you know, it, it's like, Hey, this, this is what we stand on. And so, because if you don't have something that you have as a foundation, it's so easily to be swayed by what's going on in society going, Oh, well, this is okay. You know, because we, we've just changed. We, we have, you know, we've, we've, uh, you know, developed from what we were, we've evolved, you know, into nicer human beings, you know, instead of going, you know what, no, this is what the word of God says. This is what I'm going to stand on. And, you know, I, I, I refuse to go past this. Yeah, definitely. And I, I mean, here, here's kind of where, what I was, I was seeing it the other day. Because I think we have exactly what you said. And I mean, we both go to church. We both understand what the American church is about. But I think that there's something that's in Revelation I, I read the other day. And of course, this goes to um, my hat, which says did not comply. It goes to COVID. It goes to this whole satanic LGBT whatever movement. Um, Revelation 21.8, it says, but the cowardly. The unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexual immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, and all liars, they will be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. But it's interesting. What's the first thing they said? Cowardly. That was mm -hmm. above everything else. Cowardly. Jesus says the cowardly. Don't be cowardly. And I think that as, and it kind of, and it kind of goes into what 
you know, we're, we're talking about next is I wanted to talk about because this is a spiritual battle. It's 100% a spiritual battle. Obviously, they're marching behind a flag that says Satan loves, which Satan can't love. He's incapable of love because he's the father of all lies. He's the thief, which the Bible says he kill, comes not but to, for to kill, steal, and destroy. And he comes yeah. and does that through deception, through the through giving you and, and letting you be God. That's the, that's the whole thing in the Garden of Eden, how it started, how sin crept in, is you can be like God. So now we're doing this with people. We're telling them you can be you can you can be your God and choose your your gender. You can choose what all this other stuff. You can do that. But again, I always talk about I like to, you know, to give um, creative ability instead of just criticism. It's easier to be a critic than a creator. So in a spiritual battle, what do you do? So Ephesians six ten through eighteen says the whole armor of God, right? Like, that's what we have to do. And I think I want to encourage everybody to go through these and understand what that is and how you how, how that applies to this fight that we're in, whether it's, you know, the, the world, the flesh, and the devil at this point. Those are the three the three battles we that, that we, we battle. It says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may, may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. So we have schemes of the devil. We showed it. They're walking with satanic uh, emblems and ideology and all this other stuff for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against the rulers against the authorities against cosmic powers over this present darkness against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places that i think are infiltrating people i mean people can be possessed i think it's more real than ever look what jesus his earthly ministry how many times he cast evil spirits out of people even even people that weren't openly like you know you would think someone that's that's demonically possessed would be this wild acting person, but they weren't. Some of these people were like normal looking people, but when he, you know, touched, touched them and his power and his name and his blood came, they just kind of went crazy. Um, and they came yeah. out, but it says, therefore take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to, to withstand in this evil day, having done all to stand firm, stand therefore having fastened the belt of truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness as the shoes of your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one and take up the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. So I thought that was that was something that we kind of need to, I think there's a lot of times we just don't even realize what we have and the spiritual power that we have in that. And, um, and so, I mean, breaking those down, let's go through. There's, there's six things that he, that he tells us to do. The first is the belt of truth. And he's talking us to fasten the belt of truth around their waist, emphasizing the importance of living in accordance with God's truth and embracing honesty. Excuse me. The second is the breastplate of righteousness. And that's for, symbolizes the protection of a righteous life in Christ guarding one's heart against sin, which I think we have to do with the kids because raise a, raise a child up in the way that he should go. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. Right. I mean, look at yeah. all the scripture that talks about, and you can talk about, you know, the experience of raising a kid, you know, in this world. I mean, when you've got to yeah. deal with, I mean, just all the stuff that you have to deal with, um, social media and all this, it's just, it's nuts. The third is the shoes of the gospel of peace to have their feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace, indicating the need to be prepared to share the message of peace and salvation. 
The fourth is a shield of faith, which enables believers to extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one. Faith in his promise provides protection against doubts and attacks. And I think that the mental acuity of that is more strong than ever because a lot of times the coercion that happens with, like you said, us being berated and, and trying to embrace this, not only normalized, but now the demonizing part is here that if you don't do it, you're going to be canceled. You're going to be made a bad person. Mm -hmm. And the whole, you know, the socialist society is going to hit you. The helmet of salvation represents the assurance of salvation and guarding one's mind against the lies and doubts of the enemy. And last, the sword of the spirit emphasizes the importance of knowing and utilizing God's word in spiritual warfare. That's a powerful weapon against deception and temptation, which this is all based in deception and temptation. So I kind of wanted to bring that as far as a kind of an answer to what we can do at this point. And again, if you, you know, go to a church, I'd encourage your pastor to speak on this because the more they don't, the more that they just let this thing go, which I was very, very, very strong with a lot of churches in COVID when they were shutting down and making people wear masks and all this other stuff. That's not, the, that's not the position. The church needs to be a beacon of light and darkness. They need to, they need to be bold. I mean, the, the people in the church if they have the assurance of the salvation, should be the first people to go and serve with, uh, among the sick. You know, trust God to protect you. And if he doesn't, you have the assurance of that, but you're here to be a helping hand and that kind of thing. And there's a lot of churches that shut down. There's a lot of churches that, you know, just complied to what the rules were. And I think a lot of that had to do with 501c3 status. They didn't want to be protested. They didn't want to be seen as getting people sick. They were liability and all that other stuff. But there's one church that didn't do that, that I know of. And that was a guy that's an 80-year-old preacher in California named John MacArthur. He kept his church open in Los Angeles. He did not make people wear masks. He got sued by the city of California. They lost, the city lost that case. He reverse sued them. And he won a case for $800,000 against the city of California because he stood up for his rights. He was not cowardly. Yeah. He had courage. 80-year-old person. Now, there's another preacher who's written books on... Uh, the barbarian way and unstoppable force, all this other stuff. He shut down. So, like I said, I think that there's there's discernment that you have, but I but to me, this is you know you put on the full armor of God, you stand up against these attacks. You have to have discernment to understand what's truth and what's not. If there was truly something that was really bad and harmful and this that and the other, yeah, okay, we understand, we can do that. But like going back to what you talked about with DeSantis. He was given, with the information he was given up front, he made the decision based on that information. But when discernment hit and he said, no, 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 this dog ain't hunting. This does not make sense. We are seeing yeah. completely different stats. Then you go off on that other path. You don't follow and, and, and go along with that. So what right. do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I think like what you said, it's just all about once you have the information, you know, and you've got the discernment that then instead of blindly following, you know, what's being said and, you know, with with no scientific proof or evidence, you know, then making the choice to, you know, to open things back up and allowing people, um, you know, to run businesses and, and be able to make money, you know, that, you know, thankfully we lived in a state like that instead of, you know, continuing to be, be shut down. So, 
Um, you know, yeah. And then going back to like what you were saying, you know, that was something like, you know, my mom for me and my brother, when we were going to school every day, we would actually say the prayer of, you know, putting on the whole armor of God, you know, where we would, we would go through. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just, you know, it is, um, you know, sometimes we, you know, we, we, we either forget about that stuff or we, you know, kind of, um, you know, don't, don't think of it as important as what it really is. And we're, you know, we're in a spiritual battle. Like, I mean, this, you know, like it says, it's, it's not something where we're seeing, you know, fist to fist and, you know, we're out there fighting people, but it's, it is such a mental and a spiritual battle, you know, for our hearts and for our minds. And now, and then especially for our kids, you know, um, that, it's it's just something we've got to be so vigilant over in making sure that um that we're you know we're getting back into scripture just like you quoting from Ephesians there and we're we're getting back and we're remembering you know what our foundation should be and what we should be doing um you know as Christians some of the basic things that we should be doing and so i think that's a i think it's a good reminder for all of us on on what we need to be doing you know in our day-to-day -day lives yeah, and what you talked about is the the spiritual battle and that kind of thing is, you know, the shield of faith. It talks about faith in God and his promises provides protection against doubts and attacks. And I think that, that the battle is one in the mind. And again, you're you're exactly right on that because I think there's, you know, every day we have to wake up and know that we have access to the throne of God. I mean, that's crazy. To, I mean, when you right. think about it, we do. But we get so caught up in the defeats that we see because of spiritual forces doing certain things that we forget the the power that we have. There's a story that Les Brown, I don't know if you've heard of him. He's a motivational speaker. I listened to I him growing him. up. Yeah. He's, oh man, he's such a good guy. He was talking about there was um, a slave auction way back in the day. And this guy was standing out there with the with the with the person that was going to sell the slaves, and he was you know he was going to buy these slaves. So these slaves come and they're getting off the boat, and they're in shackles and this that and the other. And he goes, they're all kind of have their head down and look defeated, just defeated. But one slave didn't. He had his head up, his shoulders up. He was walking tall, walking proud, walking high. And the guy said to the other guy, he says, he goes, all these other slaves are like down and defeated and everything like that, except that guy. He goes, what's with him? And the and the the auctioneer looks at him. He goes, "Oh, that guy." He goes back in Africa. His dad is a king, and he knows that, so he knows he's a prince. So he acts like one, and he walks like one, and he talks like one, and he mm. think and he knows he's a prince. So even though he's in shackles, even though he's a slave, even though he's in this condition, he knows in his heart that he's a prince, and he acts like one. And I think that's a lot of what we need to do in our lives when we're, we're down and defeated and we feel that we're in chains or we're in bondage or we're in something of like that, of whether it's attacks or whether it's defeat or doubt. We have to know that our, our, our dad is a king, and so we are, we, we are his child, and we have to act like one and walk like one and talk like one and use the yeah. power and use the power of that relationship to, to, to make that happen. And so... You know, I just, I, I think that there's, I mean, just looking back, I mean, and, and just seeing all the stuff that you, if you scroll through social media, all the nonsense you see during this month, I mean, all, all these companies have logos that are just, you know, with, with rainbow, which is again, 
stolen from the promise that God gave to his children. They stole that right. symbol with that. They're also trying to steal love. They're actually trying, God is love, right? The enemy yeah. is death and defeat and a liar and all this other stuff, but they're trying to steal that. Love is for all with gay stuff and the best ingredient is love. So they're trying to steal the main attribute of God and they're stealing his promise. They're stealing the attribute. And that's all through deception because the enemy is a deceiver and he comes to deceive and to kill and to steal through that. He's going to give you what you want, but he's going to use you and kill you through it. And I think yeah. we need to, I think we need to remember that. And I think we need to get to the point where we can stand. That's what it says. When you've done all to stand, stand. It makes stand. No, I mean, yep. stand, right? Stand, stand your, stand your ground. Don't, don't run away and stand strong in that. Have courage, but don't be cowardly because back in Revelation 21, 8, it talks about all these really bad things that people that will be cast into the lake of fire will do. The very first one is cowardly. I think that, I think that needs to preach in churches at this point. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's one thing that, you know, that one of my uh, college pastors had, had really had brought that out because I mean, so many times it's like, you know, we, we feel like we've done everything we can do. And, you know, like you said, we get so defeated in our hearts and our minds because we look out and we see that we're, you know, that we're losing ground and, you know, in the spiritual battle and, you know, out in the world and with our kids and everything like that. But, you know, what it says to do is just to continue to stand, continue to be brave, continue to 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 stand for something and continue to, you know, try to be that light in the darkness. And, you know, I think that's what we have to continue to do is even whenever we're feeling down and out and, you know, like, you know, we don't have any other options. Like you just said, we've got to remember who our father is and go, you know what? we know who wins the battle at the end of this thing. We, we know what happens at the end of the story. And so we're going to continue to stand and try to, you know, shine the light for, you know, for everyone that will look and, uh, and just try to make a difference. And so that's, that's all we can do. Yeah. I think it's important what you just said to make a difference. And I think a lot of times when I think we're, we're in such a mass society at this point, we feel like if we can't change everything, we're just not going to do anything. And, it really starts with one, you know, one by one. I, I've always said on this, you know, even going through the the, um, the COVID days, one by one, we all say no. One by one, we all say no. Like if we all did that, if we all like said no about things, which they did. I mean, I've, you know, I don't have kids, but I've gone to school board meetings to stand up for them having to wear masks in schools and stuff. And I've, I write constantly uh, my elected officials and let them know what they do wrong, but also let them know what, what they do right. Because I think we need to celebrate victories as much as we need it to, to tell people Absolutely. what they're doing wrong. But yeah. I get, again, one by one, we ought to say no to this because we know that that's not the plan that God has for your life. That's, that's not the plan that they have. When you look at suicide rates, when you look at mental depression, and you look at all this other stuff in the LGBTQ community, it's through the roof. So that's not love, it's lust. And there's a, there's a big difference in that. You don't, like the, God is love, Satan is lust, you can say. And so that they, that, that's the sign they should carry, <laughs> to be honest with you. But again, when you look at even kids, the, you know, the transgender movement, the, the gay movement or all this stuff, the, the kids in that, and I've read stats on this, I think it was the, the show um, that I did after the, the Nashville shooter and just went through and broke down all the stats as far as just 
what these kids deal with because they think that they they know what they want, but that's not what they want. That's not that's not yeah. the whole life. That's not the plan that God's designed for them. And so I think it's important to understand that because it's not just hey they don't believe what we believe. We know that there's a there's there is life and an abundant life and and um, that you can have through that relationship and, and and walking within the design plan. Do I always walk within the design plan? I don't. But one of the things right. I thought about the other day is sometimes we think, oh, when, when someone's telling us no, that, that, that they just don't want us to have fun and that kind of thing. You know, and I was, I was walking my dogs the other day and I got to the point now where I can let them off the leash and, and, you know, they'll kind of go under voice command, but there's a lot of times I'll tell them, no, 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 don't do that. They don't understand that. And they may think I just don't want them to have fun, but I can see a car coming the other way, or I can mm-hmm. see something else that will endanger them. And so right. if they stand within the, I guess the, the under my voice and understand, cause I, I can see things they can't see. I know things they don't know. They're out there just to have fun. And if I just let them do that, it could eventually lead to their death. I mean, they can go run into a lake and an alligator could get them. They can go run into the road. They can get run over. Um, there's huge eagles and stuff out there. And I mean, those are those, you don't think they're big, but they can come down and do something pretty bad to you. And so yeah. it's not because it's not because I'm being mean to them and doing it. It's because I love them and I don't want them to get in trouble that I'm 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 using my voice and I'm I'm telling them and, and using discernment that, hey, do this, don't do this, this, that and the other. And so I think it go, kind of goes along that same way with us, because there's all these commandments that God tells us not to do and things that we shouldn't do. But I think if we think of of ourselves as dogs and God's the master and he sees all these things that we can't see, then we understand that he's doing that out of love. It's the, you know, there, there's not like a, a perimeter. It's just, if we stay close and under his voice and near him, we're doing it. It's, it's all being done out of love because he knows that within that, that's going to be our best life instead of just running off and doing whatever we right. want. So, and they also know that if they stay with me, I feed them really well and they get sleep and air conditioner and all that other stuff too. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's true because if you run off, you're, you're without a home, you're without food, you're without all this other stuff. And so right. the analogy goes a long way. And so if you're trying to do your own thing, if those dogs thought that they can make their own life well, which is, I think a lot of people do, not just saying gay people, yeah. I'm saying a lot of people do, that they right. think they can do all this other stuff and they can't. And then they realize they're alone, they're without love, they're without shelter, they're without food, they're without a lot of these things that we have once we stay within that plan. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think I think that's a great analogy. Yeah, because I mean, it's just it's you're you're looking out. It's for it's for their own good, just like with God. It's for our own good, um, you know. And and so many times, like I think we look at all the the rules or the the no's or the don'ts, and you know, and it's like all the things that 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 God has given us um, to be able to do, and and the freedom that we have, um, you know. And I think that. Um, you know, there's a book, I don't know if you've seen, there's a guy, a, a former military guy, his name is uh, Jocko Willink. Um, and he wrote a book that it said discipline yeah. equals freedom. 
And so, and I think that, that, that's the, that's the Mm -hmm. way with God is that, you know, when we're walking in within those guidelines, it's, we have freedom, you know, when we, you do, you don't feel like you're, you're being repressed and that you're not able to do things and that you're, you know, that only able to do A, B and C, you know, it's that you actually do have the freedom because you're walking, you know, in the way that you should. And and so God has that life and has it more abundantly um, Mm -hmm. for you if you're walking that way. And so I think it's, you know, important to remember that, you know, Christianity and, and walking with the Lord is not about just following a set of rules. It's something just like you said, with your analogy, it's something he has a plan for us. And it's something that's amazing. You know, if, if we have, um, you know, if, if we will walk in that way, instead of just trying to do our own thing and thinking that in our own finite minds that, you know, we've got the ability to know exactly what, what we should be doing and how we should be doing it, you know, because we definitely do not. Yeah. Without, without a doubt. And the last thing I'll, I'll, I'll leave with is I know that basically that is almost like a, it's vying for control right? I mean, they want to control their lives. A lot of times when we walk outside of what God wants to control in our lives, and Craig Rochelle said it the other day, he goes, where what you control the most is where you trust God the least. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's actually dead on, you know? And I, so, so I think that, um, you know, again, not just for, you know, that community, for all of us, we need to kind of, I mean, we're all in, we're all in that. I think there's just a lot of times you know, that that leads to a lot of different things. But I think, you know, what we control the most or what we can't relinquish control of is where we trust God the least. And so um, we just have to figure out that and work on that on, during the week, see what we can do. Yeah, absolutely. Always, always something to work on. I absolutely, absolutely. Well, sounds good. Well, I think, um, I think we cover our topics and uh, <laughs> hopefully, um, Hopefully that opens some insight to some people because, again, you know, we're not here to bash that, but we're here to stand against it. And we're here to just yeah. kind of direct those and, and, and you know, to the, to the true life that's out there. But, um, but also to encourage people that are people of faith and that see against this to put on the whole armor of God and use the power and understand that you're, you're a prince and you're a child of the Most High, that we have access to that throne room and to do our part in that. I mean, don't sit back and think, they want, or I can't do anything like that. No, you got to, got to do your part. One by one, we all say no, or one by one, we all say yes. We all say yes to, to certain things. So I think if we can do that, we'll eventually win. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds good, man. We'll hope you have a great rest of the week. Yep. You too. And, um, again, for our listeners, if you want to subscribe, go to freethinkerspodcast.com and subscribe on Apple podcasts, Spotify, and Google podcasts, wherever podcasts are We're on Gab TV and Rumble and Brideon and all those other places. So until next week, have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Love you all. Bye.